0: You're listening to the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, the weekly show sharing proven methods and systems in marketing, equipment, and customer service, educational, educational and, motivational. and motivational to help make your lawn care business an overwhelming success. Now here's your host, Julio Tome. Tome. Welcome Lawn Care Nation to another episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast. I'm your host, Julio Tome, and this is episode number 48, entitled... Trash is cash. Well, hello, everybody. And thanks again for joining me this week on another episode of the podcast. I hope you guys are all killing it this spring so far and just, uh, you know, doing really well and prospering uh, and growing your businesses. And uh, just building uh, the confidence, if you're new out there, to uh, take on this endeavor and this new adventure uh, that you've embarked upon uh, in your life of becoming a business owner and working for yourself and uh, basically creating your own destiny. Now, this week's episode um, is entitled Trash is Cash, as you heard in the uh, introduction, and... uh, I decided to do a episode here uh, based on um services. Now I was thinking about what sort of um you know topics and stuff I could cover uh with future episodes and stuff, and I thought it would be nice to um, basically cover episodes or sorry uh, services and stuff that I've provided in the past in my own business that I've liked uh, that have generated good income for me. Um, and sort of thought, uh, you know, uh, instead of focusing completely on lawn care all the time, uh, trying those, uh, discussing some of those other services as well, um, that you guys uh, may or may not want to try, um, or, you know, don't know where to start, uh, by expanding your horizons, um, especially come the uh, summer season where you may be uh, having to deal with uh, watering issues and droughts and stuff and the lawn mowing starting to slow down and not getting as much of that uh, uh, weekly cutting in and having to maybe adjust your schedules to mowing, you know, on a more infrequent um, uh, level. Now, of course, you can add You know services like hedge trimming and tree pruning and and gardening and weeding and all that sort of stuff those are naturals but what about the other um sorts of services and things that you could uh, use to supplement your income and add to that so i think uh, i may cover in the next few episodes um you know, just going over some other services and dedicating each episode to a specific service and just talking a little bit about those. Now, last week, if you listened to the uh, podcast, uh, you know that um, I covered lawn reno season. So it was all about doing lawn renovations uh, through power raking and aerating and reseeding and top dressing and all that. So that sort of sparked the um, idea to start covering, uh, some other, uh, topics or services. Uh, now the trash is cash one, uh, like I say, is all about rubbish removal, um, and supplementing your lawn care, uh, with rubbish removal. Now with most lawn care businesses, you're going to at least have a pickup truck. Um, and in most cases, you're going to have a pickup truck and a trailer, uh, which is, you know, the perfect um, sets of basic equipment right there. That uh, uh, is all you really need for doing uh, rubbish removal jobs. Now, rubbish removal is c- and can be highly lucrative. Um, you know, I'm sure you're no uh, stranger to companies like 1-800-GOT-JUNK, who have built their entire businesses around removing garbage for people. Um, Most people nowadays, uh, and especially uh, more in the cities uh, and things like that, don't have uh, or may not have pickup trucks and things like that, that they can go and maybe take things to the dump themselves. Um, And, you know, uh, for garbage day pickups, there may be a lot of restrictions on what you can put in your household garbage. So it spawned on a huge industry that uh, I believe the 100 Got Junk uh, brand is uh, the leaders in. And you can see uh, how they've uh, basically been spreading across North America and uh, taking that on. And I'll have a whole bunch of other sort of copycat type companies now uh, sort of mimicking their whole... um, uh, way of doing business and their whole look and the whole feel of one 800 got chunk. Now, I used to, um, as many of you know, uh, be part of a franchise lawn care company and they advertised uh, rubbish removal and that was my first... Um, experience with doing rubbish removal jobs and uh, I quickly found that uh, you could make a lot of money quickly uh, just by hauling away people's garbage and uh, in fact I'm also going to talk about uh, one of the other franchisees that was um, in uh, the uh, franchise there as well and he uh, used to always say trash is cash and that's where I got the title uh, from this um or for this episode of the Lawn Care Business Success Podcast, uh, was based on him. He was always super excited about doing rubbish removal jobs and always had, uh, crazy stories about the stuff that he would take away for people and, uh, how he would, uh, then turn that, um, garbage that other people had into even more income than what he was charging, uh, the people to take it away. Uh, so, For me, at least, um, when I did rubbish removal, I basically just did your basic uh, rubbish removal. I didn't take it to the next level that this other uh, franchisee uh, was doing. Um, But basically, I would, uh, you know, calls would come in for a rubbish removal job. I drive out to a customer's house and, uh, you know, would look at uh, what they had. um, And, um, you know, you would uh, quote them to take it away. Now, it's amazing what you'll find people throw out. Um, And in one instance, you know, I went to this customer's house, for example, and uh, I went and knocked on the door and they said uh, the garbage is around the back. And this was like a three level uh, house Um, and there was a set of concrete uh, stairs that went down to the bottom level of the house that was sort of uh, sunken or underground and at the bottom of that set of stairs in a landing sort of area to where the door was to go into the house uh, there was just a whole bunch of bags just black garbage bags all tied and piled up probably about Oh, maybe five or six feet, uh, tall and taking up that whole landing area. It was like they were just coming around the outside and dropping the bags, uh, down into that, uh, sort of landing at the bottom of those stairs. Um, so, you know, I just went over my whole list of, you know, uh, letting them know that, um, you know, things for, or things like, uh, car tires and car batteries and, uh, you know, sort of the restricted items that the, the, um, city dump that I take my, uh, garbage to, uh, doesn't allow or charges extra for. And they assured me that there was nothing else or nothing like that in there. Uh, They just wanted uh, all the stuff taken away. There was a couple of, uh, I could see remnants of some carpeting and stuff in the pile. Uh, So I I didn't even walk down the stairs to look at the stuff or see um, uh, how heavy it was. Uh, In retrospect, I should have. You should always just go and double check to see what you're hauling. But in this particular case, I hadn't, and, uh, I can't remember what I exactly quoted them. I think it was, uh, my base rate, which was $120 at the time, uh, to make a, uh, garbage dump run for somebody, uh, and they accepted and, uh they paid me actually front there cause they said they had to go out. And, uh, I said, that's fine. I'll start uh, loading up. So I started with the remnants of the carpet and stuff that were on top of the bags. But once I got, uh, you know, those f- couple of pieces of carpet and stuff out of the way and in my trailer and went back to start loading the garbage bags, I noticed with the first one, uh, as soon as I went to grab it, it was basically as light as a feather. And, uh, it felt like it was full of, uh, two liter, uh, pop ca- uh, bottles, like Coke bottles or Sprite bottles. And, uh, I started to quickly fill up the, us- the, rest of the bags and they were all exactly the same. It was all pop cans and pop bottles with obviously a five cent, well, at least here in Canada, a five cent deposit per can and a 20 cent, uh, deposit per bottle. So I was like, are you kidding me? They just paid me $120 to take all these pop bottles and can deposits away for them. So obviously, uh, to say the least, I didn't go to the dump that day. Um, at least not for the majority of the stuff, uh, and found that, um, you know, with the the very few pieces of carpet and stuff that uh, were there, like I say, they were just like little remnant cuts and stuff from a installation job that I was able to actually put those in my own uh, garbage can uh, and have the city take those away. And the rest of the bags that were all full of pop cans and pop bottles, I just went to the local bottle depot and uh returned those and ended up getting another 40 dollars uh in deposits for those uh pop cans and pop bottles. So I was just like that's just amazing. Um you know I can't believe that somebody would pay me to take away all our pop bottles, basically take away bags of money uh, away for them. Uh and in addition paying me uh, to do so. Uh so uh you know that's just one example. Um now like I say, uh, you might you have to check when you're doing uh, rubbish removal with wherever you're going to take uh, the garbage away. Um, over the few or past few years, you know things have gotten a lot more restrictive uh, for me for garbage uh, just in the way that um, they still take everything that they used to, but they're a lot more uh, strict now on separating the stuff. So for example, When I first started uh, doing the lawn care and all that stuff like 10, uh, going on 11 years now, and I would go do a rubbish removal, I would throw everything in the trailer. I would get to the um, garbage dump or sometimes I would go to what's called a transfer station where you would uh, dump the garbage there and then they in turn uh, take it and load it into trailers then take it off to some uh, garbage dump that's farther away. Um, But you would just basically just... Back up and depending on uh, the garbage uh, place, I know the city dump that I go to, you drive up, uh, they weigh you for the garbage. So they weigh your whole truck and trailer. You drive onto this big scale. uh, They weigh your truck and trailer. You go off to do your dumping and then on the way out, they weigh you again and you basically pay for the difference uh, and they have the rates there of, you know, how much it costs per ton of garbage and all that sort of stuff. So they basically uh, charge you for the weight of the garbage that you've disposed of and how much lighter your truck is. Um, So with one of the garbage dumps, it was basically um, a bunch of those steel uh, garbage bins, uh, really large garbage bins, maybe uh, 15, 20 feet long uh, and eight or 10 feet deep. And uh, they had sort of a concrete pad that you would drive your truck and trailer on and back up to, um, you know, the uh, garbage bins and the bins were down below basically uh on a different level um and uh, they'd have like the curbing so that you wouldn't uh, uh back up your truck uh, right into the bin basically um but you could back right up to the back and uh basically open your trailer and just pull stuff out and just drop it right down into the bins um another transfer station Uh, basically had just a big, uh, hole in the middle. This one was a, an indoor, uh, covered one. And basically they had, um, inside of this massive steel sort of building, um, right in the center, they had a big, huge hole, um, Running the whole length of the building, and on either side uh you know they had the the concrete sort of uh top deck and cars could drive into the top deck area and basically unload and throw your stuff down into the center hole where they then had a big bulldozer and they would push the garbage uh, up uh, towards one end into sort of a big hole or chute and on the outside you would see that they would have uh, the semi trucks that would back up up to the the building right up against that hole so basically the um garbage uh, or bulldozer type thing is pushing all this garbage right into the back of these uh trailers where they are then uh loaded up to the max closed, and then they go to a garbage dump where then the truck with the big uh uh trailer box on the back of it drives on a platform. And basically raises, it basically raises the whole truck uh, up in the air. I'm not sure how they lock the truck down to the platform, but the whole truck um, basically gets raised up uh, on this platform and then the back of the truck doors are open and all the garbage slides out. Uh, So, those are the two styles of, uh, dumps here. But like I say, in the last few years, it's become more restrictive where you can't just pull up and dump all your garbage into the, the hole. They'll, have, they have sections now. So there's a steel section. Uh, there might be a section of. Uh, different types of recyclables, um, a section for glass, uh, that sort of thing. So now when you're pulling up and you've got a whole bunch of mixed uh, garbage, uh, you know, you have to actually separate. You're not allowed to throw everything into uh, the big uh, garbage dump area where I guess uh, that they are burying um, the garbage. So it has to be separated first. Things like drywall uh, has to be separated out and put in an area where uh, drywall uh, they've got uh, you know just piles of drywall. Uh, if you have appliances, fridges and freezers and stuff, that has to go into a certain area so that they can be recycled and the I guess the freon um disposed of properly, Um, you know, glass, metal, anything that can be recycled uh, needs to be recycled now. So it does take a little bit longer, but I've learned to adapt as well that now when I'm um, doing a rubbish removal, instead of just randomly throwing everything into the trailer, I will uh, put stuff together. So if I have a bunch of metal, I can see in the pile of garbage, what's metal, what's not metal. I'll put the metal all together, maybe on one corner of the trailer and then put, you know, if there's any glass or put, if there's any drywall pieces, uh, from construction, put that against one side and then maybe all the the regular garbage stuff in the middle. So that when I get to the dump, I can then, um, unload the regular household garbage stuff first into the general area. And then I can drive the truck and trailer to the different sections of recyclables and take out, I've got all the metal there already separated, take it out, put it there, uh, rather than trying to do it. Um, when you're at the dump, when I first, uh, when they first put in these, um, rules for doing that, uh, where you're separating, um, the recyclables and stuff. I used to, uh, you know, the first few times I was just throwing everything back in my trailer again and separating it while I was at the dump. Um, and you know, if you got a piece of metal, I would just put it outside beside my trailer and, you know, separate stuff as I went, but it took a while. It was easier to, I found to load the trailer and have everything sort of separated to start. So you've got it in big bundles already, ready to go. So that would just be a tip if that is the same sort of restrictions where you are, uh, it's just sort of pre, uh, sort stuff, uh, and just put it in, uh, the same areas, uh, uh, in your trailer, uh, or pile them in layers or whatever, uh, system sort of works for you. Um, now as far as billing <clears throat> or charging goes, uh, I found for me, typically I wasn't taking mountains and mountains of garbage away for people. It was usually just maybe a small accumulation that they had uh, of things or spring cleaning, or they were moving and just had a bunch of stuff that they wanted to take. Sometimes on a few occasions, I did get to the point where it would completely pack my trailer. In fact, uh, for a couple of times, I think it was for a, um, real estate agent that phoned me and was, uh, buying, uh, and selling homes, uh, basically flipping them. So he was, um, uh, taking homes that had been, I don't know if they were abandoned or what they were, but they were cleaning them out and, uh, taking all these old household items and stuff, whatever was in there. And, uh, he just said, you know, I, we cleaned out the house. It's all being renovated. I guess, uh, there was tenants or something in before that, uh, left without paying rent or whatever the case was, but they left all their uh, items behind. He wanted it all cleaned out. It was all out of the house already. It was just all in the garage or in a carport or wherever. and just wanted it taken away. So a lot of time, you know, I would go there and there was like so many, uh, uh, useful items. Um, and I think, you know, for a full complete full trailer, um, you know, I could go into the 220, $240 range, uh, to load up uh, the stuff because it's already all piled up. You're not actually doing the cleaning up of the house. Um, you know, it's just the the garbage is already piled. It's ready for you to take. You just uh, load it in your trailer and go. So for a full trailer, I was in that two hundred and twenty dollar range uh, for just a um, a half trailer or just for a few items. Uh, I quickly found that it wasn't really worth it to not uh do it for a certain amount so I had a minimum set for rubbish removal at about $120 which was basically going to cover me for 2 hours worth of work uh including the um the dump fees uh that were associated now well the dump fees weren't uh, were never that much uh when you're especially when you're doing maybe not a complete trailer full so I may be paying uh, up to about $30 for dump fees um, for, uh, you know, the trailer, if the trailer was full or really heavy, if, if it was like a bunch of wood or something like that, then, uh, you know, it could cost me 60 to $80 to dump. Um, but generally I was always in the under $30 range for dump fees. So I figured, you know, 120 bucks that'll give me, uh, you know, about an hour and a half worth of time, um, to, Uh, fill the trailer, you know, the loading of the trailer usually only would take about uh, 10 or 15 minutes to just throw everything in the back of the trailer. And then uh, you go uh, drive to the dump, uh, maybe wait in line for a few minutes. If it was really busy, Uh, go there and unload. So generally I found, you know, it would take about an hour and a half on average to do a, um, rubbish removal type job and, uh, at $120, you know, it covered the fuel, it covered the dump fee and, uh, was, uh, you know, uh, an easy way to make, uh, uh 120 bucks in an hour and a half or so. Um, so I was generally charging, like say $120, uh, for a partially full trailer, uh, up to about 220, 240, depending on, uh, what it was, um, now my trailer is about, uh, I would say, uh, 10 feet or so long. Uh, it's only about five feet wide. Now I'm talking about the, the back compartment area, um, so it's about five feet or six feet wide, uh, maybe five feet tall. It's got high sides on it, five feet tall and uh, about 10 feet long. So that was the, the area I'm working with. If I needed to, I also had the back of the truck that I could uh, put some stuff in uh, on occasion. But generally, that's uh, uh, what I was billing for that. Now I'm just going to break for a small uh A little break there, a couple of messages, and then uh, I'll get back to you with the story about uh, the uh, franchisee that I knew that was uh, always calling uh, Trash is Cash and how he took it uh, to the next level. Hey guys, if you have any questions or comments about the show, I'd love to hear from you. You can head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash contact. And while you're there, why not join my mailing list and get access to a free PDF document of a landscape maintenance contract you can feel free to copy and use in your own business. For you Instagram users out there, be sure to follow me at Lawn Care Business Success. And if you haven't checked out my videos yet, well, what are you waiting for? Be sure to subscribe to the Lawn Care Business Success YouTube channel. Now, I know you guys love listening to audio while you work as much as I do. So I've partnered up with Audible to offer you guys a free 30-day trial and two free audiobooks of your choice. There's no long-term commitments and you can cancel any time. And get this, even if you cancel during your free trial period, you still get to keep the two free audiobooks. It's a great way to try the service and to see if Audible is right for you. So why not give it a try? Head on over to lawncarebusinesssuccess.com forward slash audible. Now back to the show. Uh, before the break there I alluded to uh, the story about uh, the franchisee that I knew uh, that was in the same franchise I was with and he was always very excited about doing uh, lawn or sorry lawn rental uh, about doing uh, rubbish removal jobs and uh, he's the one uh, for me that coined the phrase uh, trash is cash and um I told you the story there about me doing uh, one of the uh, rubbish removal jobs that I did, and it ended up being all just bags of pop bottles and cans and stuff that I returned for a deposit uh, and uh, actually basically made more money than uh, what I was uh, originally charging the client for. Uh, but he, this guy here, would take it to another level. And, um, you know, he had some pretty crazy stories about uh, what. Uh, had happened to him doing rubbish removal jobs and um you know how he would take it to the next level so first I'll start with one of the crazy uh, stories that he had and uh, he was hired originally to go do a Rubbish removal job. He uh, went to go see the client and in the backyard they had uh, on the patio, just a big pile of uh, household garbage, some renovation materials, uh, you know, things like base, old baseboards and uh, just a, a random mix of things, you know, a kitchen sink, maybe a toilet, things like that. It was just all stuff that they had been renovating over the past year um, out of their uh, basement and, uh, we're just piling it all up until they were done to then have it taken away. So some of this stuff, uh, for this renovation had been there for a while. Um, and, uh, over the course of the year, as they were doing renovations, they would just add some more stuff to the pile. And now finally they were calling because he, they had finished the renovation. It was all done. And the last thing to do was to remove all this stuff away. So he started to, um, You know, he looked at the pile, he gave them a quote of what it would cost them to do the rubbish removal, and they agreed. So he started to... uh Uh, load up the garbage and in this particular case he was having to take everything from the backyard and uh, go around the house and put it in the front yard to to load it in the truck so it was uh, quite a bit more money that he was charging because of the labor involved of taking everything around Um, and obviously you know, the person understood because they didn't want to, uh, throughout the year, uh, they had, uh, they knew they were going to have the pile of garbage there for a while. So they didn't want to have it in their front yard on the driveway as an eyesore for a whole year. So they just put it on their back patio. So it was sort of, uh, uh sight unseen. Um, so they knew it was going to cost a bit more because, uh, he was going to have to carry everything back and forth. But as he started to do the job, he noticed a, uh, you know, wasp uh, or bee coming out, and and then another one, and then another one, and then quickly more and more, and then he moved, uh, you know, a couple of pieces back, and then noticed that, uh, uh, you know, holy crow, there's a huge uh, wasp nest uh, in the middle of all the garbage. So, uh, you know, he was like, well, there's, you know, and they were starting to get pretty feisty and pretty agitated about him moving things around. So he, uh, had to go back to the, the client there, knock on the door and say, you know, we've got a little bit of an issue and that's that, um, you know, there's a big wasp nest. So the client went out with him, had a look at it. They could see that, uh, you know, it was, uh, in fact, quite a large wasp nest that had developed over the course of the year in the pile of garbage. And, uh, so they were like, well, you know, what are we going to do? Um, you know, I was hoping to, uh, have this all cleaned up by the weekend. And, uh, you know, it may be a while now if I have to call an exterminator or whatever. And, I, uh, you know, the, uh, franchisee was like, you know what, no problem. I'll take care of it. It's obviously, it's going to cost you some more. Um, and, uh, he said, you know, I'll get back to you in a second. Let me just make a few phone calls. So he, um, you know, not thinking about any sort of, uh, you know, this is going to slow me down or this is going to you know, be too much of a problem. What he did was he called a place called the Honeybee Center, which is um, a place in town that uh, uh, they have, uh, obviously they make honey and uh, it's basically like a little bee farm and stuff like that. And he inquired with them and they have like beekeeping supplies and stuff. And he just inquired with them with how much it would cost to, to buy a beekeeper suit. And uh, he found out that they had one, you know, sort of an entry level one for about $50. And, uh, that had the hat and the the cover and the sort of, the, the coveralls and all that sort of stuff. And, uh, so he, um, you know, added that up and, uh, you know, how much more time it would take him, uh, to drive, uh, across town to get to this, uh, honeybee center to pick it up and then to go back and, um, you know, how he could, uh, uh buy some of those, um, uh, I guess like the bee bombs or whatever, the cans of, uh, uh, spray to kill wasps and stuff. Um, and, uh, he figured all that together, then, uh, went back and talked to the client and said, you know, it's going to cost you this much more for me to complete the job and get rid of, uh, the wasp nest for you all at once. And he explained to them that, you know, he'll go out, he's going to get a bee suit. He's going to, um, you know, get the, the, uh, pesticide for it and, uh, take care of the wasps first and the waspness first and then dispose of everything. And the client agreed because, uh, it wasn't an unreasonable amount of money that he was asking. Um, you know, nothing more than them having to call, uh, say a pesticide or a uh, pest control place to come out, uh, and do the job anyways. Um so they agreed and he went out and drove out and picked up this bee suit and picked up a couple of cans of the spray to uh, wasp killing spray and uh he put on his suit and uh, I think he actually uh, decided to wait. I think they gave him the advice to wait until it started getting dark, uh, in the evening to do the removal of the wasp nest, uh, just so that the, I guess, apparently the wasps will all return to their nest in the evening. Uh, and then that way, you know, if you have, uh, I guess the, major population of this wasp nest out and about flying during the day and you get rid of the nest, they're going to return back and there's a, a chance that they may still, uh, start to, uh, build nests in other parts on your property where it's easier when they all return back to the nest at night to get rid of them at that point. Don't quote me on that. And just, uh, I think that's what he was, uh, explaining. I'm not a bee expert or a wasp expert, so I'm not sure what their uh, whole life cycle or what their, uh, their, uh, deal is or how they work throughout the day. Um, but I think that was the, the plan basically. Um, so he returned and by this time too, uh, you know, if he was out there in the afternoon to do this rubbish removal, you know, by the time he drove out to get a, a wasps, uh, or sorry, the bean, uh suit and the buzz bombs and all that sort of stuff and got back, it was pretty much going into the evening past dinner time and stuff anyways, uh, by the time he got back. Um, so uh, it's exactly what he did. He put on his suit, he went in there, he took care of the nest, uh, sprayed it from the bottom through the little opening and, uh, you know, waited a bit and, uh, you know, the wasps were all killed and he was able to then safely remove the nest without being attacked, uh, by a whole bunch of wasps. And then he continued on, you know, I guess he, he said he put it, just, uh, uh broke it off, put it in a garbage bag, tied it up, and then, uh, was able then to, remove the bee suit and then continue on with the, uh, rubbish removal. And, uh, so then not only did he get a, uh, wasp or sorry, a bee suit out of the job, a free bee suit, I guess you could say, because the customer is basically paying for that bee suit. Um, so he had that now for future jobs if needed. Um, but you know, he got to make extra little bit of money and he didn't turn down the job or shy away from it. He just thought, uh, you know, outside the box and thought about, okay, how can I make this happen and get this done? Um, so that the customer's happy because they're still getting their stuff done. They don't have to call a pest control place and possibly wait, um, you know, or be delayed, uh, where they can just have it done right away and it's all taken care of and all that. And I'm making, uh, you know, some extra money. So that was, uh, the one thing now his, that was obviously an isolated incident, but what was more common with him and why he would always coin the phrase of trash is cash was because he would literally salvage whatever he could do, uh, when he was doing a rubbish removal job. So he would go to somebody's house, he would quote them, you know, $100, $200, whatever it was to do the rubbish removal, but he was also eyeing what they had. And if there was furniture, if there was old sofas, if there was uh, lamps or anything like that, he would immediately, uh, turn around, salvage whatever he could and recycle whatever he could. So instead of paying, um, at the, the garbage dump to say, um, get rid of the metal he would save the metal and put it aside and when he had enough of it from a bunch of removal jobs he would then take it to a metal recycler himself and instead of paying to get rid of the metal they would pay him for the metal um and especially if it was more um you know, expensive metals like copper or brass, uh, or aluminum or things like that. Um, you know, he would definitely, you know, thinking outside the box again, why should he pay to get rid of the metal, um, when he can just maybe store it temporarily and, uh, build enough of it or, you know, make another trip of it, uh, to the metal recycler and get paid for that. Now with other items, like I said, he would take this to another level because, instead of just throwing that, uh, maybe a love seat or couch or something away, what he would do first is throw it on Craigslist and he would sell it and make an extra $20 or $30 or whatever it was. If it was bicycles, if it was, um, whatever the heck it was, I remember him selling fishing rods and things that all stuff that he was disposing of and being paid by the client to get rid of for them, uh, and take to the garbage dump um, you know, he would turn around and try to sell first. And if, you know, after a while he wasn't selling the stuff, then he would, uh, then, because he was, he was still going to the dump anyways, but, uh, you know, with not as much of the load, right? So if he was, uh, doing a rubbish removal job and he saw maybe say like, a a, a chair, um, or, you know, a small table or, um, you know, some fishing rods or some sporting goods or things like that, that the person was getting rid of, you know, he would pull that stuff aside. He would go to the dump, dump the rest of it. And, uh, save that, those other items and basically put it on Craigslist. If the stuff, uh, was showing no interest after a couple of weeks, uh, then he would, on the next rubbish removal job, swing past his house, pick up those extra items that weren't, uh, of any interest to anybody, and then he would dump them. But for the most part, he was saying he was selling pretty much everything that he was, uh, putting on there. Or, I think he even tried, uh, uh, once cause he was, I think it was an item and I think it was a chair or something like that too, that wasn't showing interest. So he then just put it in the free section of Craigslist and, uh, put it out on his curb. And he said, you know, he went out to Mulan's that day, came back and it was gone. And, uh, so it was basically, um, you know, taken for him and, uh, yet he still collected the full, uh, fee for, uh, removing the garbage and paying for the dump fees and all that sort of stuff. So, like I say, he definitely, um, thought outside of the box and thought about how to absolutely maximize, uh, every penny, uh, from it. And now another thing that I remember from the same fellow that he got his hands on once a pricing guide for, uh, 1-800-GOT-JUNK. And it was basically a one page, uh, sheet that I guess the drivers carried around and, um, it had their whole pricing, uh, on the sheet. And basically it was based on other than it being any specialty items like mattresses and things like that, that the, at least around here locally, um, the garbage dump charges a premium for, Uh, because, uh, it takes up so much space and they have to, uh, dismantle it first. Um, so they have to take all the covers off and break up the metal springs and all that sort of stuff. And they try to recycle it. So they charge a lot more. They can charge, you know, $70 or something to get rid of one mattress because, uh, they don't want to bury it because it takes up way too much space, uh, where they can just, uh, you know, take the time to take it apart and recycle it. Uh, so for things like that, obviously there was some, there's some, uh, individual pricing for that, but basically based on. Um, what I saw on that sheet for 1-800-GOT-JUNK, it was basically based on how much space, uh, the garbage took up, uh, on their trucks. And from what I remember correctly, uh, back then it may have gone up. Uh, this is probably six or seven years ago when I've seen, uh, when I first saw this sheet, uh, but it was about 700 or $800, uh, for a truck full um, of garbage to be taken away. So if you, they came to your house and, uh, you had enough garbage, uh, to take up, um, you know, the full truck, uh, is worth of uh, space. And you've seen those eight hundred got uh, junk trucks they are pretty large. Um, but if they could fill the back of that, then it costs you right there, seven or $800. Um, So they are making a pretty crazy profit because even at that, um, a full truck, you know, it may cost them, uh, you know, 70 or $80 to dump, uh, that, uh, truck worth because most of the time you're taking stuff that is, uh, household goods and things like that. So there's pieces of, like I said, furniture and it's just, uh, you know, you might have moldings and wood and things like that, but it's not solid packed. It's not crazy, crazy heavy. Um, you're not taking rocks and things like that. It's just household items. So there's a lot of, even though your trailer looks full, there's a lot of empty space in there uh, in between the items because it doesn't all fit together. Um, so uh, that's something to consider. And it kind of blew my mind at the time. Uh, like I say, they probably charge a lot more now, but at the time, even I was still kind of shocked that, wow, they, they actually charge you 800 bucks to take away uh, you know, a truckload of their, of garbage. Um, you know, you could fit maybe, uh, an appliance and, um, you know, some couches and some wood and some, you know, a few other things and have their trailer or their truck full. And it's going to cost you a bucks to do that. So I started to not worry about too much about what I was billing. Cause I knew that, um, for the average person, um, what I could take away, um, you know, what I was charging was, uh, uh, not, uh, unheard of and not, um, you know, uh, going to shy away because if they were calling the wedding here and got junks, they were definitely being quoted a premium for doing that. Um, so, you know, for the most case, uh, I was able to fit, uh, everything. I think there was only maybe A couple times, like I say, where I would actually need to use the back of my truck. I have a canopy on my truck, but I would have to open the canopy and, and put some of the stuff in there as well. But for most, for the most part, what I do is when I'm going through the garbage, if I see something I want to keep or things like that, that I think I can reuse, um, I will put uh, that in the back of my truck and, uh, put all the stuff that goes to the dump in the, uh, uh, back of the trailer. Now. Uh, I've kept things like, uh, on one job, there was a perfectly uh, brand new, uh, like vehicle battery charger. Um, you know, one of those ones you plug in with the alligator uh, clips on one end and it has the meter and all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, that was getting thrown out. I kept that. Um, I've kept, uh, like garage type, uh, plastic and metal type shelving units, um, that people were just uh, throwing out cause they were taking up too much space. Um, Uh, I know in one job, um, another person uh, that I uh, know, one of the franchisees as well, uh, the person was throwing out a greenhouse um, and this was like a full eight foot by 10 foot building. It was like a metal framed building with the glass panels and everything. And uh, they just didn't want it anymore. So they had disassembled it all. And uh, that's what they wanted to get rid of. And he just kept it. Uh, So he charged them to haul it away and basically ended up with a greenhouse for his backyard. And he set it up and it was, you know, he still has it to this day. It's perfect uh, uh, greenhouse. So there's a lot of uh, neat opportunities because people will throw away stuff. They just don't want to deal with it. They don't have the time Um, you know, they want to declutter, they may be moving into a house that's been previously owned that the last owner left stuff in, or they may be moving out or downsizing and they just want to get rid of a bunch of stuff and you'll be, um... I guess, I think pleasantly surprised at what you can find from, you know, board games to video games to, uh, sporting goods and all sorts of stuff, uh, that people just want you to get rid of. And like I said, you can salvage a lot of it. You can uh, try selling it and you're still getting charged or you're still charging, uh, the client, the same amount as if you were to, um, throw, uh, most of it away. You can donate a whole bunch of stuff to the needy if you want. Um, And take it uh, uh, that way as well. And that uh, will greatly uh, help reduce um, the amount that you're paying um, for your dumping fees to get rid of it. If you, like I say, the key is to separate it. And the best way to do that is to do it while you're loading. You're taking an inventory of everything that's there and all the true, true garbage you just get rid of. But the, um, you know, anything like furniture, appliances, things like that, if they look like they can be salvaged or recycled or used by somebody else. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, places that you can go and, um, you know, uh, like goodwill and all that sort of stuff where you can go and donate those items and that'll get rid of a bunch of that, uh, those items for you and, uh, save on your dumping fees and things like that as well. And just maximize the, uh, money in your pocket. So that just, just some ideas on trash is cash and how you can supplement your, uh, lawn care businesses income. Um, you know, I'm a big uh, proponent and big, uh, fan of doing, uh, more than just the mowing jobs if you want. Now I prefer doing just mowing. It is my favorite, uh, aspect of the whole, um, sort of, uh, this, this whole type of business, um, whether it's hedges and tree pruning and all that stuff, my favorite thing to do is just the mowing. Um, but you can make so much money and I have over the years of all sorts of things, uh, like this particular aspect of doing things like rubbish removal, like power washing, um, like handyman repairs, uh, like painting, things like that, that you can do for your regular customers as well as other customers. Uh, it's just a great way to supplement your income. And it also breaks up the monotony of, uh, just doing the same thing day in and day out. Um, and, uh, lets you experience new things. And like I say, uh, yeah, rubbish removal is a really great one because you basically have all the tools. Think of this, uh, to mow a lawn and make, you know, say, uh, $30, you need a mower, you need a trimmer, you need a blower. So you have to invest some money in there. Even if you're using, you know, say residential equipment, uh, maybe you invest just a thousand dollars, uh, and then you still need a pickup truck or something to get it to a house. Uh, well with that same pickup truck and no equipment, Uh, you know, you can generate $120 or $200, uh, just by taking people's garbage and taking it away without having to invest in tools or anything like that to do it with. And you can, uh, salvage stuff and you can, um, uh, thing and being in the lawn care industry, like I said. You all have trucks and trailers, or trucks at least, and the majority of you probably have trailers that you can utilize to, uh, you know, branch out and do these extra jobs. You'll find that your uh, regular customers will turn to you for this sort of stuff as soon as you start telling them uh, that you can do that. And if you start advertising as well, you will, um, uh, on a regular basis, get requests for you to do rubbish removal. Um, you know, I have consistently for the last 11 years, uh, done rubbish removal jobs, uh, throughout the year, every year, um, uh, simply by advertising the fact along with lawn care and, uh, power washing and tree pruning and all that stuff that we do rubbish removal. Yeah, So you just get these extra jobs and you have the tools already at your disposal to be able to do them with no other investment. You know, if you want to add power washing, uh, which we'll talk about in another episode, uh, you have to go out and invest in that power washer and some other specialty tools to make the jobs more profitable. If you want to do window cleaning, well, you got to, you know, invest in those, uh, particular tools, but with rubbish removal, it's one of the only things, um, that, If you're in the lawn care industry, um, you probably already have everything you need to be able to, uh, take advantage of that opportunity and maximize profit that way. So I think that's it for this week. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, I'd love to hear from you. If you've, um, gotten anything of value out of this podcast over the course of uh going on what is it 48 episodes here um i'd really appreciate if you guys would take a moment and please leave a review on itunes for me it really helps uh, the discoverability of the uh, podcast as well if you'd like to Uh, help support this show in the form of, uh, helping me to cover costs of the, uh, podcast hosting and website hosting and stuff for this, uh, uh, podcasts and the show and the blog. Um, you know, the easiest thing to do is just to use my affiliate links listed on the resources page of the lawn business website. And the most popular of those by far is the amazon.com. Uh, and, uh, just by shopping, uh, as you normally would, uh, on Amazon, but using my affiliate link first, clicking on that link to get to the Amazon store, uh, and then just doing your regular shopping, all the prices and stuff that you see are exactly the same as if you were to not use the affiliate link, but I get a small percentage on each of the items that you buy. Uh, and I will put all of that towards, uh, Helping out, paying for the uh, podcast hosting. My renewal for hosting is coming up uh, in June, uh, so it would be great if you guys could uh, help me out in that sense and just do your shopping and stuff through Amazon through my affiliate links listed there on the Lawn Care Business Success Resources page. That'd be really much appreciated. And if you guys like, to leave some uh, iTunes reviews. Um, if you have any questions or comments, please let me know. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram. And uh, that's it for this week. So here's to wish you guys overwhelming success and freedom in your lawn care business bye for now